Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. Got a whole bunch of cool stuff to talk about, and also Michael from Badass Consoles is coming on at the end to talk about the GameCube video project. So I think this is the news everybody's been waiting for, and anybody interested in the project definitely will want to check out the interview at the end. But for now, I'll jump right into the news. First, there's a couple of quick updates to the Analog NT Mini. Kevtris said that he's gotten busy with other work, so there was no firmware update last week. And while he's definitely going to continue to support and work on the, uh, the project, it's not going to be as fast or as frequent. There is no word on whether the cartridge adapters or controller adapters were delayed, but I, knowing Keftris, I would expect them to be out within a reasonable period of time anyway. So as soon as there's news on that, I'll definitely post. And I'll probably tweet immediately about that as well, just because that seems to be something that any NT Mini owner would really want. Also, Wolf and Smoke Monster finished uploading their NT Mini pack, and it's exactly what you would want it to be. You just Google Smoke Monster NT Mini, uh, and all you need to do is just format an SD card, dump the contents of this to it, and then that's it. So you have all the BIOSes you need, uh, you know, all the, the full firmware updates in there, all the ROMs for each one. I mean, if you own an NT Mini, there's really no reason not to get this. It's just the perfect setup pack. So big huge thank you to wolf and smoke monster uh and smoke monsters other packs are all up and fully updated with a ton of new additions including a, a whole different game series collection that was made by ts taji or tjs uh, tom <laughs> sorry dude tom but uh so uh yeah a ton of good stuff so if you're uh own an nt mini or if you just like the rom packs this is definitely the time to go look it up and download the latest revisions And speaking of Kevtris, Motherboard.com just did an interview with him, and it's actually pretty cool. So I'm really glad Kevin's getting a lot more recognition recently because he obviously deserves it. So the link is in the description for anybody interested. Next, someone named Ivan Delgado is working on a project to colorize Super Mario Land 2 for Game Boy. So essentially, he's turning it into a Game Boy Color game and manually adding the colors and the palettes to it rather than just let the automatic conversion be done. It's currently just a work in progress, so there's no patch available for download, but it's a project that I'm definitely going to follow, because it's pretty neat, and I actually really enjoyed Super Mario Land 2, so hopefully I'll be able to play this one soon. Next, Nintendo just released an update for Zelda Breath of the Wild that supposedly increases the frame rate. I downloaded it last week, and I didn't want to mention it in the podcast because I wanted to really test it first, but it seems that they raised the frame rate by sacrificing details in the distance. 
Now maybe, I don't know, maybe I just didn't notice before, or maybe it's in my head, but, I, you know, before the update, I would be able to, like, glide down, and you could see the enemies far in the distance and know where not to land. And now, at least a few times, I've been kind of gliding through, and then you won't see enemies until you're right on top of them. So, I don't know... I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but that's what seems to be. And there's no way to go back to the other one. It's, it's kind of annoying. I do get a bunch of slowdowns now and then where it's just kind of like in the original uh, NES version where you're in the dungeons and there's too many enemies and it slows down. I've had that happen a bunch of times, actually. A few people told me that if I put it in airplane mode, that will help because it turns off the you know all of the wireless in it, which saves CPU usage. So in order to do that, when you have it docked, you have to undock it, then in tablet mode, put it in airplane mode, then redock it. And by doing so, you'll actually turn Wi-Fi off, but Bluetooth would obviously have to be turned on. And I don't really know if I noticed a difference at all with that. So maybe that was just myth, or maybe that was just something I didn't notice, but figured I'd pass all the information along to you guys. Super G just posted a whole bunch of information on the upcoming G-SCART Switch Lite Edition. Now I've had a prototype for a while, so I can show you the basic, um, just the basic look and feel of it. So rather than have connectors on the end, there's just a few switches, um, and then there's two SCART outputs rather than D-Sub, and of course the eight inputs for it. So while the look and feel is going to be the same, the features that he just recently announced were that it's going to have a special sync converter in it, so that no matter what the sync input is, it's made sure to be converted to the correct 75 ohm C-Sync, which is really helpful for mods that were incorrectly done, maybe cables that don't have the right stuff in it, so it's going to solve a ton of problems. There's no support for sync on green yet, I'm not sure if that's something he would add in as a toggle switch or a feature, or maybe just save it for the next uh, G-SCART switch version, not the light version. But he also actually is working on something that you could install inside a PlayStation 2 cable that will have that feature. So all in all, I mean, it seems like a lot of great progress. He didn't give a release date. He's still just kind of finalizing the last few bits of it. But as soon as there's any pre-order information or anything like that, I'll let everybody know. But it's definitely exciting stuff because, uh, you know, not only is this fun as a Switch... Uh, just because it makes it easy to leave all your consoles plugged in. But a lot of the features that he's implemented over the years are really, really helpful tools, at least to me or anybody else that does anything like streaming or capture where you need to play and record at the same time. So I uh, can't wait to see what he comes up with next. Microsoft just released the specs of their Project Scorpio, the updated version of the Xbox that will be released this winter. And they claim that it could natively render 4K 60 frame per second games, which is has to be pretty powerful for it to do that. They also claim that it could take existing Xbox One games and be able to render them at a higher frame rate as well. So obviously this is just demo and speculation, but so far it looks like any Xbox One fans might really be excited about this. I still don't own a PS4 or an Xbox One, but if I were going to get one, this sounds like the one to get, for me at least. So more info when there's an actual price and release date, but expect it winter of this year. There's a new fan-made Sonic game available for the SMS called Sonic 2 Zen Island. And while it's still a work in progress, it's a playable game and it looks great. So it's basically a from scratch Sonic 2 SMS game. And I believe the developer's just one person. So if anybody's into that stuff, definitely check it out. The link is in the description, and I think he just posts the main ROM right there. I don't think there's any patching or anything required.
There's an update to the ENCO N64 controller stick project. This was a Kickstarter that's about a year late to deliver, but it looks like it's really worth the wait. Um, you know, the, there's been a bunch of updates on the page, and this one kind of goes into detail about, um, you know, how they ended up here, the last little changes that needed to be made. And it's obviously, it's great progress, and he, the team's working really hard to get this done. And they, you know, they even admit, you know, this wasn't as easy as they thought it would be. So stuff like this does kind of crack me up being a full year late. But anybody that's an N64 gamer, it seems like, would really benefit from this. Because anybody that's played N64 recently, I'm sure, has stumbled across uh, an analog stick that's broken or doesn't work right anymore. And this would be the true fix to that. And might even last longer than the original one. So I'll keep anybody updated when there's an actual release time to it. But hopefully these will be up for people to order. Not just the Kickstarter backers, but people will be able to just go and buy them soon. While this isn't news, it's something I definitely had to share. I saw that Evan Amos had tweeted about a YouTube video that he found that was actually somebody uploaded an old CDI infomercial. I guess they had found a VHS tape that they'd recorded it on, but it's like a 30-minute infomercial commercial thing about the CDI trying to pimp its features and how it could be good for the whole family. And it is so freaking weird. I had to share it. I didn't watch the whole 30 minutes. I have way better things to do. But I did leave it on in the background and kind of skimmed through it a little bit. And holy crap, you guys got to watch this. It is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. If anybody wanted to buy the CDI after this, they probably didn't. The game Unholy Night for SNES is now available for pre-order on Amazon for $50. They're listing a release date as June 19th of this year, um, and that's just what I saw on Amazon. I've heard some rumors about this, though, and I'm not really sure which are true or not, so, you know, I hate to be the rumor spreader, but I guess I'll just tell what I know for anybody that's interested in this. So I guess this was an unfinished game made by a lot of the Neo Geo team guys, so uh, all those great Neo Geo fighting games were behind this. And I guess they tried to do a Kickstarter a few months ago, but then the developers got bored and didn't want to finish it or something, so they just canceled the Kickstarter. And I think this is just that as-is game. So it's not finished off, it's not perfected, but it is a playable game. And I actually had the chance to try it, and I don't know what version I tried. I don't. I have no idea if the version I tried is the version that's up for pre-order, or if it's an earlier one, but it's not good. Um, maybe, you know, it's my opinion, maybe everybody would disagree with me, but the fighting feels very clunky, um, it's very glitchy, so I, I played one of the mod, mo modes in it, and switching between rounds, it, like, froze up and just kept playing the same music sound effect over and over. So, I don't really know what to expect on this. Also, the version that I had was in 16x9, which I don't really understand that. Maybe it was like, um, when they did... Uh, dirt tracks FX or something and you're playing inside the window because the SNES wasn't able to render the full screen. Maybe that's a creative way of doing it. They just put it in widescreen mode so you didn't have to render all the pixels on the top or bottom. Maybe they did it so that, you know, you, modern TVs, you could hit the zoom function and it'll fill all the way. I'm not really sure, but all of it's just very strange. So I'm not sure if I would... Uh, I'm really not sure how I would rec recommend going about this. Maybe if you just want it for a pretty cool collector's item, great. But if the game that's up for sale is anything like the one I tried, I don't know how many people are going to be happy that they bought this. So 
Once again, just an opinion. Maybe you guys will get it, and it'll be awesome. Maybe the version I tried is not what they're selling. I don't know, but uh, definitely some drama behind that game, I guess. There's a discussion on the Arcade Projects thread about what the official name for Darksoft's Neo Geo Multicart should be. And uh, they didn't want to just call it the ROM cart. They didn't want to say multi-cart because of all of the uh, kind of the bad rep that a lot of the Neo Geo multi-carts have gotten, like the 161-in-one carts that don't really work right and, you know, have the wrong voltage applied to them. So uh, you have to register in order to see the thread, but registration's free and anybody could jump in. So if you guys have any opinions on what to call it, um, maybe somebody has a thought of a cool name or something, but definitely post if you're interested. Speaking of Darksoft, he also mentioned that he's going to be making an arcade multiboard for the Taito F3 boards. So no price or release date on that, he just said that he was working on it. Uh, and I love projects like this, because arcade games are really, you know, they're expensive, they're you know hard to store because they're so big. So anytime that you could have one and put multiple games in it that's not emulation, that's exciting. That's really good. And that might be a way a lot of these games survive forever. Because a lot of these multi-cart things, like the CPS2 one, you know, there's a ton of phenomenal games, but there's also a bunch of mediocre games for the CPS2. And with the multi-carts like that, those will definitely stay alive in those arcade games, or arcade machines, sorry. So you'll actually be able to play them in the original experience, standing up with the control stick. So the more arcade multi-carts we can get, the better. And if anybody wants to make one for the Mortal Kombat NBA Jam games, I would be very excited about that. <laughs> Crix just tweeted a little teaser pick for something he's working on, and in his hand was a Game Boy EverDrive, which already exists, but in the background it shows in-game uh, save states and load states. So I'm not sure if he's working on a new version of the cart, or if the old version's going to have save states, but it's definitely a neat pick because he has a Super Famicom and a Super Game Boy with some crazy device hooked into it. Uh, it looks like some kind of dev device. So, at the very least, it's a, a fun picture to look at, and hopefully there'll be more news about this soon. The game Mystery World Dizzy is now available to download as a NES ROM. So, this is the NES port of the arcade game Fantasy World Dizzy, which was made by the Oliver Twins, the two brothers who had made a bunch of different games over the years. And uh, I believe a few years ago, or a few months ago, I posted an interview with them. Uh, interesting bunch of guys, and they make some pretty cool games, so it's neat that they were able to release this, especially for free. And I guess this was um, in honor of the 30th birthday of the character um, when it was originally released. But uh, I'll leave a link up to one of the stories that were printed, as well as the actual ROM itself. And always awesome when we can get a new Nintendo game, especially when it's released by the original creators. So uh, any of those legal discrepancies that we talked about a few weeks ago don't apply. It's their content, they do whatever they want with it, and now they've given it to us for free, which is really awesome. So definitely check out the links in the description, and thanks to my buddy Chris for sending over that tip. Another homebrew NES game was released, this time from the Mojon Twins, the same team that brought us mega Cheryl perils about the little naked girl running around the forest and this game is about and i swear i'm reading this right from the website i'm not making this up Lidlin knows the frog king won't be pleased until he relieves receives at least eight flies and he's blocking the toilet gosh that's a bummer so she has to collect at least eight flies on her way to the toilet for the king to let her use it uh, is it is the, <laughs> i don't get it I'm sorry, I don't mean to be offensive, uh, I just don't understand why 
there's a game about a little girl that needs to pee. So, yeah. Extremes has just posted another update to the Game Boy interface software. This update adds component video DAC oversampling, as well as a few experimental modes and a few other minor features. So anybody that's using the Game Boy interface, definitely give this one a try. Anybody that was thinking about pre-ordering the Paprium game for Genesis, there is a 10% discount code, which is just 9344034, uh, that you can get at checkout. And I guess you get a $2 discount for making an MGF account um, if you just uh, use gems at checkout. So I, um, I still haven't pre-ordered mine, but now it's certainly making it a lot cheaper, 10% plus $2. Uh, and there's also a pretty cool story that uh, actually Smoke Monster sent me on the history of the game and how it came about. So, if nothing else, these guys certainly know how to get themselves in the press a lot, but if you were still holding off on the game, maybe use that discount code. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be sharing that or not, but I saw that posted elsewhere, so... Yeah, oops. Someone just posted a few videos of the Dolphin emulator software running on Android. So that's GameCube and Wii running on an Android device. And while I'm not the biggest fan of emulation for gaming, uh, it's awesome for a million other reasons, and I love seeing stuff like this. I mean, who would have thought just a few years ago you'd be able to play Wii on your cell phone? So uh, great work to whoever team was able to port it over. I know they have a Linux version, but I didn't know they were actually able to make it run directly on Android yet, so very cool. Apparently there's a retro gamer working for the Bank of Canada, because they just have a new $10 bill that's about to go out into circulation. And if you go to their website, you could kind of click on it and spin it around and see what it looks like. But if you punch in the Konami code, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, it'll actually play the Canadian National Anthem and $10 bills will rain down from the top of the page. So what a fun little Easter egg to have. And also, uh, our friends up north had a pretty fun incident last week too when somebody got out of their truck and got hit by a deer. <laughs> And while the story would be much more funny if they get hit by a moose, um, that actually happened, but because it was on April Fool's Day, nobody believed him. So he had, he had to get the security footage of the place in order for people to believe that he actually got hit by a deer. So, of course, uh, I just had to play it here, and I'm laughing my ass off the whole time. So, Renee, call your people. You guys had a good week. That's it for the news. Before I move on to the Q&As, I just want to let everybody know that tomorrow, this Thursday the 13th, will be this month's Retro Roundtable podcast, which includes myself, Nick and Steve from HD Retrovision, Renee from DB Electronics, and Voltar. I'm not sure what the topic is this month, but uh, hopefully they won't all gang up on me about pre-orders and stuff like they did last time. I actually had a lot of fun doing that. So, um, But this will be live-streamed on YouTube and Twitch. We'll be taking just, you know, live participation questions. You guys just want to jump in uh, and talk with us while we're doing it. And, of course, it'll also be available to watch after the fact once we're done. So hopefully I can see a lot of you guys. I know the time difference for a lot of people doesn't really work out, but it's 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you have time to get on, jump on with us. And if not, then uh, I guess you can just see the recording afterwards if, you're, uh, you know, if that's something you're into. Now on to the Q&As. A bunch of people from the Too Old, Too Furious tournament uh, reached out to me on Twitter, uh, through my YouTube page and everything, uh, and I thought that was really awesome. I hope to, to meet all of you guys again more formally this time, not me just stumbling through in everybody's way. Uh, and one of the people actually posted a link to Mashable.com covered the tournament as well. 
which I think is awesome. I hope you guys get a lot more press, and I will definitely be there for the next big one, and we'll be there the whole time. So thanks again to that group. Next, NeoXbit wants to know my opinion on the Arcade VGA 5000 and how it compares to the RGB Pi. So um, the first thing that you need to take into consideration is cost. So before we even get into the features, you know, you buy a Raspberry Pi, you buy the RGB Pi, and I mean, for under a hundred bucks, you're you have a full, you know, 240p arcade setup, which and the setup is pretty simple. You know, you just basically dump some stuff onto an SD card. Even somebody that's never done it before, from the time that you get everything in the mail to the time you're playing a game is less than an hour, definitely. Um, whereas the arcade VGA 5000 needs to go into a PC configuration is a lot harder um, and you know it's at the end of the day it's going to be a lot more expensive I think the arcade VGA 5000 is the same price as like the total RGB Pi setup including the Raspberry Pi 3 itself but to answer your question um, I guess the biggest difference is uh, the processing power and timing so uh, I'll explain both of those as quickly as I can, I guess. So the Arcade VGA 5000 is much more powerful than the graphics chip in the RGB Pi. That won't matter for most arcade games, though. Really, only the newer ones that use a, a lot of graphics power. And there's even better alternatives to the Arcade VGA if you want to use some of those more powerful games. Um, but the, the actual timings on them, so the clock speeds, uh, how fast the games run, the refresh rates of the games... That is something that's limited by the Raspberry Pi's output itself. And there are some pretty creative fixes for that as well. Some people are putting, like, uh, instead of 320 by 240, they're setting it to 1600 by 240, and then using the back porch and front porch settings to squish it down, which will allow different timings. I mean, it was some pretty damn ingenious ideas. Um, and once that setup is done, so as a project like the RGB Pi, you don't have to sit there and tweak them yourself. You could just download the, the uh, pre-configured files for them. Whereas when you use an Arcade VGA 5000 or any of those ATI cards with the CRT EMU driver, I think you could just run it at whatever you would like. So while there is a lot more setup and you have to tweak the games, I don't know of one easily downloadable package that does it all for you. It would be more versatile to do all that stuff. So um, I guess the really short answer to simplify everything I just said is the RGB, RGB Pi is cheaper, uh, and so really any of those Raspberry Pi solutions, uh, and you can just put in the code, plug it in, and it works, uh, and I really have almost no complaints about that. Whereas the Arcade VGA 5000, the setup's going to be a lot harder, and it's going to be more expensive, but at the end of the day, you'll be able to, to do anything that you want with it. Um, and they're both emulation, so I, I still haven't had any time at all to do some kind of lag testing with this to see if there's a better way to do it. Maybe Linux through the Pi is faster than Windows through the Arcade VGA. I, I have no idea yet, and that's research I would like to do if I ever have time to. I'm slowly running out of time here to do anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, both of those solutions are great. Uh, and I just continue to use the RGB Pi and the Pi 2 SCART from Arcade Forge just because it's so easy to configure and it's just uh, small and cheap and I feel like I could just play with it and not have to worry about anything. So hopefully that wasn't too long of a rambling and that answered your question. Next, Woozle posted in regards to the external GameCube video projects. Uh, both the one that I showed a few weeks ago from Zelda X Pro and the 3D printed one from last week. He was concerned about actually putting the pressure on that port 
and had a suggestion of having a little 3D printed triangle brace support that clips onto the GameCube fan vent and kind of adds stability to it. So for anybody working on their own GameCube external or GameCube video external solution, I thought that was a cool idea and definitely worth sharing. And lastly, Akaris posted in regards to the CRT rejuvenator I talked about. He said, CRT analyzers and restorers are not hard to find. You could pick up an old Sencor CR70 on eBay for less than 150 And he said other people had reported great success with the Sencor CR7000, but that's a newer and much more expensive model. He also went on to say that a CR, CRT rejuvenator will strictly fix cathode firing issues. So color balance, like in that video I showed, along with white balance and an overall washed out picture, would possibly fix those. So I guess if it's just overall a blurry picture, it might help that. Um, he said it could possibly fix those dark or burnt out looking splotches on the screen as well, but it's more likely those are caused by burnt phosphors. And I actually know where there's a BVM right now with one of those dark splotches that was fairly new, so I don't know if that would be a burnt phosphor, so I know what we're trying soon. Um, he also mentioned that the rejuvenator won't fix those purple or green spots in the corners of screens. Those are almost always due to magnetization, and it won't fix issues with geometry or deflection and conversions. So that's I kind of figured that much as well. And it's also hit or miss on modern multi-gun TV designs. It works best on older single-gun monitors with less delicate cathodes, like arcade monitors. So uh, I basically just read his, his whole post out loud here, but I thought that was great and uh, information that I wanted to share. Uh, and I really will find, uh, I know where that BVM is, so I'm going to head over and borrow a buddy, uh, buddy of mine's CRT rejuvenator and see if we can fix it like that. And I'll try to do a video on it as well, just to, to keep everybody in the loop, see if these things really are, uh, you know, as worth it as everybody says they are. Okay, up next is another interview with Michael from Badass Consoles. We're going to check in with him on the GameCube video project and what else he's been up to. So, uh, as always, any comments or criticism, feel free to post down below, uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, I am here with Michael from Badass Consoles to do a follow-up on his GameCube video project. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. So, the last time I talked to you, we were kind of like, uh, I guess we were cresting the hill. You know, we were getting near it, you know, yep. we were getting ready to go, and... It's not quite there yet, but uh, I knew you had some exciting news, so I just I wanted to get it out there so that people could understand what the delays are and why it's worth waiting. Uh, so what do you have for us? Well, what I have is a new design direction. <laughs> that what I think it is? This is what you think it is. What I got here is a 3D render taken directly off of... Uh, taken directly off of us uh, uh, drawings that were provided to me from a company I've contacted. Gotcha. So what they've done is I've sent them a GameCube. Uh, uh, I, 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 I took the, uh, the entire board off of a component cable, mm -hmm. uh, sent them the, the, the connector, the, the, the mating board that it goes on, sent them the whole thing mm -hmm. so that they could take measurements. And what they've come up with is this solution uh, for the uh, plug and play, uh, so that's well, the, uh, the plug, plug connector so. itself. Now, is there um, is there going to be a wire leading to a breakout box like the Behar Brothers Dreamcast stuff, or is this connected directly to it? No wires, no wires. Okay. Uh, what happens if you damage the wire? 
Uh, you need to do. You need to get a new wire, or you right, need to resolder right. it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no wires. It's uh, uh, an add-on dongle. You could think of it like that. It's a dongle you put on, okay. and you know if you if you happen to break your HDMI cable, break your uh, uh, a lead on a on a uh, analog or you know any of the the RGB component, anything you use, uh, just replace it. While this suffers no no damage. So what's the other end of this going to look like? Are you going to have uh, an HDMI and then an analog port for people that uh, really need RGB and VGA? Yeah, it's going to be the exact same as it was before. It's still going to have the uh, the HDMI connector or uh, an HDMI connector. Okay. Plug in your cable. It's still going to have uh, the option for the Wii cable port, which makes sense to me because the you could use, way to use Wii SCART, you could use Wii component, and then you could even use Wii component but use the left and right as HV. You said if uh, if you want for to set VGA. it up that way. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's we're still going to go that design direction. So now I'm sure the next question people are wondering is wait a second i didn't order this but i want it well that's some of the many questions so let's uh now that we've skipped to the end let's kind of talk about why we're here because i think half the people listening that have already ordered theirs are going to go well, what, what are you talking about <laughs> where's mine what's this so, I mean, what kind of brought you here? Because to be honest, when I first talked to you about it, I, I really wanted the, um, I kind of wanted the plug and play first. I know in your initial, uh, you know, in your initial thoughts, you were going to make it after the fact, after you've already had it tested in right. internal. So how did we end up here from there? Well, very simple. I did an installation of a design that was not my own. Okay. That simple. I was uh, somebody sent me somebody contacted me uh, on on Twitch stream, mm-hmm. asked me if I could uh, install a board onto their console. This console was in like prime condition. Mm-hmm. It was an old console. I'm not gonna say any. I'm not gonna say what console it is. I'm not gonna say what I installed, but this console was in prime mint condition. Some people think their consoles are in prime mint condition. No, they're not. This one was. It was like brand new. This looked like it had just come out of the box, out of the plastic. It had been vacuum sealed for uh, 20, 30 years. You know? mm-hmm. uh, this thing was in mint, mint condition. So what uh, I felt most bad about is the installation process required removing this, cutting that, doing other things. That drives me nuts. And I started thinking about my own design. Doing this one install allowed me to go back and reflect on my own internal installation instructions. You know, it's funny because people, myself included, I, I fall for this all the time. You tend to very often think in your, you know, in your current mindset of you know a few years around you but then you got to start to realize that a lot of us play even me i was born after the atari 2600 came out and i still play it now and then and when that was made i mean rf was the only way to go into tvs yeah some yeah. had composite but, but whatever nobody you know 99 percent of them so to offer anything else would be ludicrous 
And then you get to the late 80s where you get people that are, you know, early 90s and they say, hey, I could mod this for, uh, you know, composite. And, hey, there's this mm-hmm. thing called S-Video that some, some TVs might have. And that right? just seemed like the most perfect thing in the world. Drill a hole. You don't need any crazy cables. You do the mod. And then you get to now, and now people are doing RGB mods for it. So now those holes that you drilled are totally useless. Right. Um, you could add those, but if you have RGB, there's no way you would be ever use those. And then I'm sure somebody's eventually going to come out with an HDMI mod for it. But yep. we're talking about something that's, what, 40 years old? So what's well, going to happen 40 years from now when HDMI is the people will laugh at it the way they laughed at RF, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, uh, I, I get a lot of emails from people who have uh, RGB mod on their uh, 64 because mm-hmm. they want me to install an Ultra HDMI. Mm-hmm. And they have holes cut into the console with, uh, with, with, with the connectors molded onto them. So just to open that thing... yeah. It's a pain. Yeah, the ultra, um, the ultra HDMI is the one that I, I always thought was, you know, it, it, it hurt the least because it was such a small hold. But, but right. even then, I mean, that's that is a permanent modification that no matter what, like you could never, you could never get that back once you cut the plastic. I mean, I've done that goes for anything. Once you cut the plastic, you're done. Yeah, I mean, I've done one chip RGB bypasses. I've done a bunch of them. And if for whatever reason you you said you know I just I want the old encoder back I want to put it back to an authentic experience, it mm-hmm. it'll cost like ten bucks, you know you have to in all of, of that ten dollars nine of it's shipping. Go on DigiKey, find the right. SMD parts I removed, solder back together, remove the other one. It's no big deal at all. Um, but so I understand that perspective. Um, but you know there are still people that completely wouldn't mind having the whole cut and you know game cubes are still pretty easy to come across so are you still going to be offering the internal version for those people i will be offering internal version but i am after the scare that i've had with the flex yeah what's going to happen if i send a flex out to somebody you know the the do-it-yourself kit and they burn off a pad or they uh or or, or they damage it somehow accidentally you know they're taking you know all, every caution in the world and they accidentally burn off a pad or 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 the cable gets yanked a little bit too much and you know it, it's ruined well you're you're right but at the same time i mean marshall deals with that with his installers as well uh and you just sell them another flex cable i guess but then it is more time and money and support on your end as well but right right um, well um yeah yeah so what happens to the flex? You got okay. You can't just cut it off. Well, you can, but ultimately, you'd have to cut it off, desolder it from the PCB itself, right. solder a new one, and then solder it back onto your GameCube and hope you get it right. You know, right. so ultimately, that's going to cost more if you get it wrong. It is, and while I will be the first person to say that a lot of this stuff is harder than it looks. Because, I mean, that's what I love about my guides and my videos is I'm barely good enough to do it. If I could do it, anybody could do it. And I'll tell you, the first couple of Ultra HDMIs I did, as good as those flex cables are, um, it's scary and it's tricky. And you will bridge pins together. And then you got to go back and learn how to, you know, use the flux and manipulate it. And it's not, right. it's not something, it's not like an N64 RGB mod. You know, if you have flux and patience and some wire, you'll figure that out eventually. It's, yes, This yes. is not the same at all. It is very easy to screw these things up. 
it 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 is easy to mess it up. Yes. So, uh, what what happens at the point when someone messes it up? Let's say fifty percent of the people that purchase an internal mod. Let's just say fifty percent. Okay, it's probably a little bit higher than that. Maybe a little bit lower. We'll just say fifty. If fifty percent of the people mess it up and they have to send in their uh, their their kits to get reflexed. That's going to take away from my current flex supply. Right. And then what happens when that supply runs out? I'm going to have to order more and hope I get another good batch. So to be honest, that's that's still kind of I mean, I could debate that with you, but to make to prove your point from a different reason. Um let's just say it's 10% that screwed up and not 50. Okay. Let's give it the sure. benefit of the doubt. Um and then they say well, I screwed it up. Can you fix it? No problem. Here's what I charge. No problem. That's a fair cost. Right. Now they get in line. Now you're already doing internal mods, so now they have to get in a queue to do that. And right. And now they have to pay to ship it both ways. And now you're right, right about the flex cables, you know, dealing with that again, having to go back and find somebody to make sure that they make it correctly and don't have anything off. So, you know, I agree with the point just for different reasons. Because um, I do... Th I do think that the people, the, um, the majority of the people who bought a do-it-yourself kit either, you know, would know what they're doing or know that they don't know what they're doing and they just were going to use that to hire their modder. My concern is, is their modder any good? <laughs> Which you right, and I, let's yeah. not drop names, but there are some, uh, there's a, a colorful <laughs> person, there's a colorful person that has been doing mods for a while that has been ruining consoles. Right, so yeah. I, uh, yeah, like I've seen I, I've seen a lot of his. So I do like I, I that concern to me is legit. You know, somebody mm -hmm. saying I'm not great at soldering. Let me let me put it off. But then once again, and now, I mean, a lot of people do seem to. A lot of people, the majority, grasp the concept of what's going on. But for those that don't, you're, you're one guy, and even if you hire a helper to do all your busy work. Um, you're still one guy that needs to do all this stuff. And not only would that take away from your internal sales, I mean, that's... Uh, I don't know if if 100 people had to send their consoles in for repair over the course of a year, that's going to take up a tremendous amount of time. Well, um... When, I, when I'm not having issues, like my computer being down or anything that I've been dealing with for the last months and months, since September. Since September. No, October, sorry. Since October. One right after the other, right? I've just been dealing with constant computer issues. Uh, so, yeah, you know, when that's not happening and I'm able to actually sit down and do right, uh, installs, I can pop them out. I mean, like, let's take Ultra HDMI, right? I could pop out 10 in a day. Yeah. So... If that was the same with GameCube. But then there's all those other people that are in queue. So I understand. Right. So I guess the your perspective on this is um, for people that ordered the do-it-yourself kit, mm -hmm. you'd strongly recommend that they take the this plug-and-play version. Do you have an official name for it, by the way? Uh, Well, it was going to be GC Video Plug-and-Play. Somebody, somebody just came up with that one. But it looks like somebody <laughs> already used that and tainted the name. That's it's, tainted. it's tainted. So it's tainted. I can't touch that anymore. So what's the new name then? Uh, I'm leaning on GC Video X. Okay, so GC Video X. X, so just X, simple. What happens now then if, you, if somebody has a do-it-yourself kit pre-ordered from you and they would rather have the... Uh, 
the pl uh, the GC Video X version? What happens? Do they have? Can they just, you know, email you with their order number and say send me that instead? Um, what if they demand the the do it yourself kit? Because I do. I mean, you and I both know a lot of guys that are great at this stuff, and for whatever mm -hmm. reason they need it. You know, what happens now? So do do people have to contact you? If they don't contact you, they just get their order once it's ready. Like what's okay. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm, uh, what I've been in process of doing for the last couple of weeks is uh, getting my, uh, getting a process of figuring out how to group people into having different options. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna have a, uh, I'm gonna have a, a web store page set up specifically for this. What's gonna happen is just go to the web store, uh, type in, uh, type in. Now this is what's important. Uh, first, you have to find your invoice. Anybody in modern email, just type in badass consoles and it'll come up. But okay. Right. Should, should come up. Should come up. Unless it got deleted, trashed, whatever. Uh, hopefully, you can find your original invoice. Okay. Uh, if not. Huh? <laughs> Mute that sucker. <laughs> the hell is that? Okay, so uh, how do I mute this thing? <laughs> uh, let me just throw it down here under a box. There you go. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. So uh, I'm sorry. What were we saying? So they go to your oh, website, website. They type website. in their okay. order number. Yeah. So uh, type in your name. Type in your email address. Type in your order number. That's all I need, okay? That's the starting information. That's all I need. Okay. Uh, that's going to allow me to validate your name, your email address, and your order number against your actual information that's on the website for your order. So, for example, Joe Schmo can come in and say, uh, yes, my name is Joe Schmo. My email is joeschmo at email.com. Mm -hmm. And my order number is 1234. Gotcha. I do not want plug and play, but the guy that actually owns order number one, two, three, four does want an upgraded. So, you know, how do I validate all that? Gotcha. So you need all three. So, so, uh, type in the name that's on the order, the, you know, your email mm -hmm. and your, uh, your order number, those three pieces of information will absolutely validate who you are. So what about, is there going to be a price difference? So if somebody decided that they wanted to ship you their console or they wanted to uh, do it yourself, is there a price difference for the plug-and-play? Do they owe okay. more or less, whatever else? Uh, well, what I'm, what I'm looking at right now, initial projections, mm -hmm. is uh, an entire uh, uh, easy plug-in install. Uh, well, not an install, but just plug it in, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the, the new GC Video X, the plug-in. Um. God, I can't say plug and play because I get <laughs> nightmares thinking of that other thing. The plug in, gotcha. Um, if you want it, what I'm looking at is it looks like it's probably going to cost a hundred dollars. Okay, that's it, hundred dollars. So uh, it could potentially be a hundred and five, hundred and seven. But you know, once I get the actual uh, finalized yeah. quote from the manufacturer of the plug. Then I can work the numbers and and figure out the breakdown of that. So, so what did the uh, do-it-yourself kit cost, and what did the other uh, the installation service so, cost too? Okay, if you were uh, let's take the most simple scenario, 
Okay. You order uh, a single output, so an analog or a digital. You're looking at either $72 or $77. Okay. All right, depending on your location, if you're in the U.S. or if you're uh, Europe. Right. Or anywhere outside of the U.S. Right. Uh, it was either uh, 72 or 77 just for a do-it-yourself kit. Okay. All right. Uh, pay the difference. Make it 100 You're upgraded. Cool. And everything shipped out, you know. Uh, if you ordered an installation service, it's free. Um, how much was the installation service with that? Installation then? service was going to be one thirteen, uh, okay. roughly, roughly one thirteen plus. You'd still have to pay the re- uh, your Paid. initial shipping to get right. it to me. Gotcha. Now the one okay, let's take a look at the one thirteen price. Now I don't want to throw a lot of numbers out here because this is where people might start getting confused. Right. Yeah. But the actual uh, GC Video Plus install, hundred dollars. The reason why I came to one thirteen is because that was a prepaid return shipping gotcha so then you're looking at 126 more or less 125 126 to ship it to me right so total you'd have paid 126 instead you're not paying anything else if you want to upgrade just send it right out gotcha so you're saving an extra about 15 dollars and will all of the gc video x come with analog and digital outputs uh, it'll come with either or. Yes, it can come with analog or digital. But not both. Uh, I Now, the thing about both is I'm on the fence right now. Okay. That's going to depend on the feedback I get. So in okay. the short term, they have to choose analog or digital. Uh, for anyone who ordered both, you're saying? If they ordered analog and digital at the same time? Yeah. They get two separate cables. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Those are the guys that make out the most. Definitely. Because they're getting like $200 worth of product for whatever they paid. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, those guys are going to really make out. So do you have a basic t- – sorry, you hear all the horns. <laughs> um, do you have a basic time frame for when uh, – for first of all, when people could go on your website and decide on this, and then next, when they will actually ship to the customer? Yeah, okay, so timeline on – new timeline on that. Uh, the readjusted timeline is going to be uh, – this 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 week, they can go to the web store, and if they want to you know, put in their, their submission to upgrade or uh, deny the upgrade, um, uh, that will be available this week. Okay. What I'm also doing is I need to make a couple of minor changes to the design of the uh, plug, the the actual plug connector. Mm-hmm. I need to make a couple of design changes to that and send it back to the company so they can uh, uh, adjust their uh, their their drawings, and then they send it back to me, validate, and then once that validation process is done, six to eight weeks, uh, everything's everything's in six to eight weeks. So we're really talking two or three months then. Uh, two. Two. Okay. Two. Right. Four. Eight weeks. You've said that before. <laughs> I did say two months, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but now here's the other thing. Uh, with those uh, engineered drawings, you know, in my hand, everything, I could start working over the course of the next uh, six to eight weeks to get everything 
ready, such as the external shell, how the board's going to fit in the shell, get everything ready to the point where when the plug comes in, put it on the board, solder it, stick it in the case, stick it in a box, and it's out. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so what about the people that either definitely want the do-it-yourself kit or want still want you to install the board in their console that ordered your service? When would those okay. ship and start? Anybody that wants it internally installed, you know, that wants me to internally install it, you're going to be spending more money in the long run. If you're fine with that, I'll do it. Starting I'll, when? I'll, I'll do it. Uh, oh, starting when? Um, two weeks. Okay. People are going to hold you to that. <laughs> two? Maybe three? Maybe three? Uh, I, I I don't know where I'm at in that process. Uh, like I said, the this freaking uh, computer. I, I, actually, I had these drawings since I believe two weeks ago, and I was already supposed to make all the adjustments and everything, but I just physically couldn't. So uh, computer issues, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I I I just bought a new uh, new uh, motherboard and core. Uh, just to be able to get back into having a stable computer where I can actually do work and not have it lock up on me or, or shut down, uh, which has just been a huge demotivating issue. If you're in the middle of doing something and then just shuts down and you lose all your work. Even yeah. if you save it, whatever stuff you save from that last no, five I, minutes. I totally hear you, yeah. Yeah, it's just been really rough working on. And instead of trying to just you know throw more money into patching it, trying to fix, uh, find where the problem is. No, I totally get it. Just buy everything new. So plug and play is around two months. Uh, You'll start the installation service in two to three weeks. What about the two to um, three weeks? The do-it-yourself kits. When will those start to ship? Uh, It's probably going to be about the same time. Now, you said ship. Ship to customers from you. Ship to customers. I don't know where I stand on that yet because of the fact what happens if it gets damaged. Well, I mean, I think that's that should be treated the same as every other product. I mean, you have a, you should have a very – it's my opinion, of course, you know, but yeah, you should just yeah. have a very hard stance like this is a do-it-yourself kit. If you could prove that the kit is broken, I'll replace it. But other than that, it's assumed that you broke it. And to be honest – the majority of the people I've dealt with over the years were totally cool. And in fact, most of the emails I've received when I used to sell stuff were, hey, dude, I think I broke this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Not screw you, you, you know, a couple. But I think it was five out of the many boards that I sold. But it's mostly honesty and just like, hey, I think I screwed this up. Can you help? And, you know, it's still a lot of time and effort. But um, so that part's pretty easy, to be honest with you. You just charge them to replace whatever it is that they need. Well, to OK, replace. you know. Uh, yeah, if people absolutely, well, what I'm hoping for is the most obvious solution, which people are just going to want a plug-in. Gotcha. And it's simple. They have nothing else to do. Just plug it in and you're done. Now, do they lose any features or functionality by having the plug-in version? No, no features or functionality with one exception. Okay. With one exception, uh, how are you going to access the menu on GC Video Digital? Analog does not have a menu. Right. Well, it never so it did. It does not matter. Yeah. Digital has a menu. There's two ways to go about it. Uh, uh, what I'm also going to be doing in the next uh, six to eight weeks time frame 
here for the plug and play. Uh, plug yes. and play. Yes. I'm going to consider really fast what my options are going to be. Either one, add an IR sensor and you can just use your remote to access it, or add a physical tactile button on the connector on the entire kit itself. You plug it in and there's like little buttons in the back. Uh, you could just touch those if you want to enter the menu system. I don't know where I stand on it yet. I'm not sure what's going to be the best. I don't know if everyone has a reprogrammable remote control. No, they do not. You know, you're going to have to find your remote control. How many times do you walk around your house? Where's the remote? Yeah, I um, if at all possible, my my gut would tell me I have the buttons on the actual dongle itself because. And- I've seen so many issues with remotes over the years. Right, and that's what I'm considering. So I'm going to have to spend uh, uh, at least a few days figuring out how I'm going to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It shouldn't be difficult. I already have some ideas on how to proceed on that. Uh, But until I sit down and work that out, I won't know. Gotcha. So uh, as far as um, uh, how to access the menu... That's up in the air right now. You will be able to access it. It's up in the air as to which way it's going to be accessible. But as, as far as uh, uh, people that do want an internal install, do it yourself. I highly, highly recommend that you take the upgrade. Well, what about people who have the GameCubes that don't have the digital ports? Because that's okay. one of the few times where I would say, you know what, fuck it, just cut it because it's missing right. an essential piece of it so, anyway. Uh, some people have a GameCube that only has one port out the back. The analog, not the digital. That's just analog only. What you actually need is a GameCube that has two ports, analog and digital output. That's the only way you're going to be able to use uh, uh, a, a external plug-in solution. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's ordered a 101 style, and the Easy Pack 101 is because they either have a 101 motherboard and that was their only option. For those people, and guys, this is where I'm going to say, be gentle on me, okay? Anybody could take advantage of this. Please don't. Uh, Some people ordered the 101 because uh, uh, they had to have it installed onto the side. Right. Right, and cut a hole out. Um, Or some people ordered the 101 because they didn't want to remove the plug and wanted it off to the side. For the people that ordered the 101 that have the digital plug and want it off to the side, please do not do what I'm about to say. This is where I'm going with it. If you have a 101 because uh, – if you ordered the 101 because you have a 101 and your only option was to put it off to the side, I'm going to send you a replacement 001 motherboard. I'm going to send you a backplate, a black, a silver, or a purple. 
your choice. You're going to have a complete uh, Japanese-made – some some motherboards, uh, depending on where – uh, like the model, they're either made in China or they're made in uh, Japan. The better ones are actually made in Japan. And that's just by looking at the quality difference between the two boards. The Japanese boards are so much better. And when I say Japanese, I don't mean Japanese GameCubes. Right. I mean they were physically manufactured facility. in right. Japan. So uh, if you have a 001 and you need the digital port, I'll send you a, a 001 Japanese manufactured motherboard at no extra cost with the backplate. Damn. So that's all you need to replace. Just open up and your. If I open... remember correctly, that's actually quite easy. All you have to do is unbolt stuff. There's no soldering or cutting or anything. No soldering just... whatsoever. It's as simple as open up, uh, take the, the the case top half off, take off the drive, take off the board, put the new board on, put the drive on, put the case back on. Uh, there's some install instructions of the guide. Uh, that kind of go over this. I, I I'll release a uh, uh, a how to video. Also. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Though. Any, for anybody that might so. happen to need it, but uh, yeah, all you do need is the uh, the uh, game bit screwdriver. Gotcha. That, that's all you need. Cool. But yeah, so um, now the reason I said like nobody take advantage because um, some people have a zero zero one. But they but just they wanted, wanted the to keep the, the connector and want it over, right? Yeah. Right. Please do not tell me if this is you. Please do not tell me you need a, a motherboard. Okay. Let's, let's try to be fair to everybody else. Uh, if you want to say yes, I only have a 101. I need the board, and it's not true. Shame on you. But that's it. You know, that's, <laughs> gotcha. it. that's it. But yeah. Uh, so anybody that has the zero zero one. I'll send you a new motherboard, uh, send you the uh, – the uh, now, I only have purple, black, and silver on the back plate. That's all I have. I don't – if you happen to have a red uh, or 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 what else was there? Did they make or, a red if without you have, a digital if, port? Yes, the Gundam, oh. uh, the Gundam Japanese, and then I think the orange spice – Gotcha. May have been also without. So if you happen to have like the spice or like the red Gundam or the, you could probably uh, sell those on eBay for a profit anyway and pick up another one if you really wanted it that bad. <laughs> well, I don't know who would sell it, but yeah, if you wanted, to, I'm sorry, I don't have that uh, color in, um, but I have every other standard color. But uh, so I just yeah. let me just do a quick uh, rundown then because I think you got everything covered. So. For people that see this and decide, you know what, uh, you know, this is cool. I, I'd rather not cut anything. I want my plug and play. They go on your website within a week. I'm sure you'll you'll tweet about that as soon as uh, as soon as it's up and ready. And then they choose whichever option they want. And then in about two months, it'll you know it'll be shipped out to them, and then you just plug in and go. Right. Um, for people that uh, absolutely say no, you know, I know what I'm doing. I really want to do it yourself kit. You know, um, that will ship in two to three weeks. And for people that said no, I you know maybe I have one of the ones with no digital port for whatever reason. I just I want the damn HDMI plug in the back. They'll still be able to ship that to you. Um, well, you I know you have the the waiting list in the order, so you will start those in the same two to three week period, right? Right. So and then you know obviously with the caveats of the now people now who need the now other board. that doesn't mean if 
if you ordered yesterday, that doesn't mean two to three weeks from now you're going to be able to send it in. Right, yeah. I just right. I wanted to make sure that I that, got that. Yeah, you're still yeah, that in the means, pecking order of whoever ordered Right, you're still – it's going to start in two to three weeks. But right. wherever you happen to be in that order – which is is going to is going to determine. So, yeah, it could actually be longer. You could actually end up being like uh, uh 10 to 12 weeks. Well, I mean, yeah, could. that's could. that's that's fair. Could. That's and totally and at fair. that point, you know, I mean, you really just should think, you know, plug and play is going to be faster at that point. Well, I got to say though, um me personally and most of the people whose scenarios I know of would would rather have the plug and play no matter what. Period. Right, because what happens if you uh, okay? So, but let's there consider... are scenarios though where people would still want it internally, and I don't, you know, that seems fine to me. Yeah, there are scenarios where people are going to want it internal. Uh, the only problem with internal is if you have any type of damage to your console. You know, yeah, power board goes that's out. With you know, every mod ever, though. That's right. Any you know, mod. There's. You know? There's nothing you can do. You're gonna have to try to desolder that whole thing. Yeah, but it's the same thing. You buy an Ultra HDMI kit. Your N64 works right. perfect for two years. Then your N64 yep. dies. You're, you're still screwed. So that's. Yep. I think people understand the risks of that. Um, right. And I do for both functionality though, and I just as much as I always talk about modding the consoles, improving them. It's just anytime you have the opportunity to get better performance without screwing with the original thing. You know, like yep. we talked about when we started this, you know, it's it seems so silly to worry about that now, but like these are things that will outlast us. And you know, you'll be giving your grandkids your GameCube and if they look yeah. at you know, what's that stupid rectangular hole in the side? Well, that's something we used to call HDMI, you know, we used to have something called television before you plugged it into your holograph machine, like, you know, whatever. So I I, I do get that. Um but it does sound like you have everybody covered. The people that need it will still get it. Um, but what about, you know, from a nerd, from, from somebody that knows you, from somebody that's worked in manufacturing and understands how crazy this shit can get, uh, you know, I understand your perspective on all this, but what about the other people, which in all fairness, you know, there's a point to this. What about the people that are just like, you know what, dude, I'm tired of this. You know, it's always another delay. I want my money back. Do they, okay. can they yeah. still get their money back from you? Yeah, that's even going to be one of the options uh, uh, on the uh, web store. So uh, you can even select, you know, just refund me. And particularly, this goes for people who uh, are beyond their PayPal um, time frame. Yeah, because that right? was a big thing online, and I just – my response is this dude – is not going to risk his reputation and his business over this. So nobody right, has right, anything right. to worry about. Yeah. And clearly so, you're proving that right now. Yeah, so. anybody, anybody that's got any concern as to uh, if you're going to ever get a product, yes, you will. And and now we're having – now we're in the, uh, in the situation where you're going to have a product that is going to be – easier to use you realize nobody nobody has ever manufactured these digital plugs other than nintendo yeah other than nintendo nobody has made these plugs so what i'm doing right now well, more importantly is, than that is nobody has manufactured these plugs and no one's talked about it in the price range of a hundred dollars with full functionality in a menu right exactly exactly so that's 
Because weren't the original really GameCube a lot. What, what component was... cables like sixty dollars direct? No, from Nintendo, uh, the, I, I think the original ones were like twenty twenty five. From Nintendo? From Nintendo, I believe. I think it was twenty twenty five, something like there that. Were more, but all right, continue. Uh, it, it may have been forty. I, I I don't remember, but uh, uh, so we're talking about a plug that you cannot find anywhere. You can't even find the proper pin spacing for it using some other component off a of DigiKey unless you uh, single-handedly try to solder or you use something that's kind of close enough but not actually on pitch. Yeah, but it's kind of close of my enough. friends when the GC Video Project was first launched looked into that, and they, they said, like, it's so close but not good enough, and they refused to touch it because they didn't want to sell a shit product. So. Right, right, right. So, you know... Trying to manufacture this plug, uh, some people can buy houses right now. You can go out and buy a house for less money than what I'm spending to get these things made. Jeez. So consider that, okay? And what I'm doing this is for everybody, everybody to just be able to plug something in. Have it the easiest way possible. Sell it 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sell your console that you've had, you know, since like 20 years, you've had your console for 20 years and you don't need this HDMI anymore. You know, you don't need 1080p or 480p. You don't need none of that. You need something else. 4K, 8K, right? Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you have no option because now you got to desolder the whole thing and hope that there's another solution that can, that can utilize this. Gotcha. So, uh, oh, uh, one other thing. Sorry, um, cut myself off. Some people have already desoldered. Uh, you're holding up the board, but you still have the drawing on the screen. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So some people have already. Uh, what did that um, cut me off completely? No, no, we're still recording, but you still have the thing on the. Uh, yeah, you, you can't see you. You can only see the drawing. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, no. Uh, both at the same time, like it shows me to the side or something. No, I'm not fancy enough for that. All yet. right, did I stop that? Did I stop? No. Okay, here. Oh, that's there. Stop you it. go. Here you're back. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm not a Skype user. I only <laughs> pretend to be. So uh, anybody that may have cut their uh, already removed their digital port mm-hmm. may be thinking, "Oh, I already removed it and all. Now I can't use the uh, plug and play." Get with me. I'll send you a new board. Awesome. I'll send you a new board. You know what I'm doing here is I'm, I want to make everything right for everybody, especially the ones who might feel that uh, uh, that they that, that that they've just been left out and they're not going to get anything. Yes, you are. Okay. Yes, you are. Um, yeah, and you know because it's different because I, I talk to you on a semi regular basis, but I do talk right. to you and I, I can see the work that goes into it, and I know your intentions in this. And I do completely understand everybody's frustration on the forums and things like that. And you know, me as a nerd that wants this, I'm frustrated too. I wish I was playing it already, but seeing your stance on it, I completely understand the steps that you've taken. And uh, to be honest, I got to commend. I gotta commend the ability that you have to just say, stop, wait, this might not be the best solution. Because I don't know that if I, I would have been able to do that, I might have just said, you know, there's a better way to do this, but people paid, fuck it, let's give them that and deal with it. 
after you know, the fact. And I don't know that that was the, would have been the right thing to do. The way you approached it might actually be the best thing for everybody in the long run. This all goes back to cutting a hole in your console. What happens when the next thing comes out? Yeah. So that's what really makes uh, 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 taking the GC Video X with the plug, uh, making it a better solution for everybody. One, you don't even have to, most of you that have a 001 already, don't even have to do anything. Just plug it in. Plug it in and you're done. You know, there's something that I haven't really considered until lately. I've gotten to know um, a lot more owners of video game stores. And, um, you know, the way they look at things, the way they look at services, and, you know, return. And the guys that I've taken the time to get to know are genuine. We all know the douchebags, but, like, we've all run into them. But not the guys that I mentioned. They're all good people. And all of them would have wanted, if your only option was the the do-it-yourself kit, they all would have wanted to offer something like that. But now, you you know, they pretty much would take zero markup on that, and then they would make their money on the install, and, you know, it's a lot of effort. And I think it, they might have hesitated a little bit to push that as an option versus, you know, somebody calling you up and saying, hey, I'll take 50. I'm sure at some point you're going to consider bulk discounts, especially at that, you know, level. And now, right. you, now you'll have people with, with a product on their shelf that when their customers come in and say, hey, what's that? You know, you have a GameCube sign over there, and they realize that they could just plug something in. You're going to tap into another audience that wouldn't have bothered. Oh, wait, so I have to send my console in? you got to take it apart? And eh, I don't know. Now people just walking right. in the door might just say, you know what? Screw it. That's a great price. Let me just plug that in and go. So, Right. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's going to be easily accessible for anybody to resell. And yeah, uh Bulk discounts on something like that? Yeah, don't – and nobody sent me an email about bulk discounts not right yet. now. Everybody We're not even there. Time, We're not even there. We're not the even there. Wait shipped, but you – know, yeah. But, you know, I mean, store owners, sure. I never considered that. So, yeah, anybody that owns a store, you know, you want to get like 10 or something, sure, I could do something like that. Uh, there's somebody in – People that run tournaments. Tournaments. So uh, let's say got... Well, no, you know what? I don't want to say tournaments because then we talk Smash. Smash community – well, there, but uh, it, not it, all. It, it, it may take Smash Community a while to catch on to this because they're so. Uh, I don't want to say stuck particular. on CRT. They're very particular. But, I oh mean, no! But that's that's my exact point, right? So, what's your choice if you want to have a fifteen, you know, fifteen game cubes? So, do you buy, uh, you know, fifteen S videos and everybody plays in four eighty i? That kind of looks like shit. Uh, right. Do you buy 15 uh, component video cables? That's a lot of freaking money, and that's a lot of that's a lot of irreplaceable cost if something happens to that, right? Right. Um, do you mod 15 consoles and then hope that those 15 don't go wrong, or do right? Because you bring... you're transporting them from right. one place to the other, so yeah. And I don't yeah. care how good anybody's installation job is. The more the components you add, the more chance of something to go wrong. Right. Or do you just bring? 20, you bring 30 game cubes for 15 because they're affordable, and if you run a tournament, why not? And you bring 20 you know, GameCube Video Xs, and then you slap them in and hook them all up to VGA monitors, the analog versions, obviously. And then there you go. You have a lag-free solution. And by the way, how cheap are VGA monitors these days? You still just go to Goodwills and pick them up, you know? I, so. would, I, I would recommend more CRT television. Uh, and unless you're talking about a VGA... 
um, PC uh, a CRT yes. VGA. Yeah, I'm not sorry. That's a what I digital meant. VGA. No, no, I'm sorry. I should have said that. A, a CRT okay. computer monitor with a CRT VGA. Right. VGA. Yes. Because now you could get something that's almost RGB monitor quality, but in 480p for like yep. 20 bucks. Lag free, zero lag. So what's 20? The monitor. Yeah, yeah. You go yeah. to a okay. Goodwill hey. and they have stacks of of. I mean, I I've got it. There was this one model Sony in like 2000 that sold for fourteen hundred dollars. It was gorgeous, and it was you know one of the best VGA monitors I've ever seen. One of my friends the other day said, "Hey, look, I picked this up. Uh, and it was like fifteen bucks. You think this is any good? I figure I'll hold on to it." I looked at it. and I went, "No fucking way! What's the model number on that?" So you could find those all the time now. Running a tournament. Running a tournament with those, uh, you know, with the VGA, with the analog adapter through VGA, I mean, that's right there. I mean, you're, you're, touching, you're touching different things that people already do that could be improved for very little money, relatively speaking, you know? In, in comparison to a $250, $300 eBay GameCube component cable. Right. Or, yeah, this and, is like a third of the price you're being you're able to do that, yes. Yeah, so th- this is cool. I'm, you know, in case, in case anybody can't tell, I'm a fan of the plug-and-play solution for all the reasons. Um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like, everything we've ever done in our lives could have been improved if you, did, if you got to hit rewind to do it again. And I'm sure from day one you said, hey, let's do plug-and-play first. But you wouldn't have learned everything you learned along the way. So all yeah. of this, you know, it's just kind of the way life works sometimes. I don't mean to get philosophical on everybody here, but... And I certainly don't want to seem like I'm blindly defending you because I constantly bust your balls all the time offline. Oh, here, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that. But, uh, you know, it's still... Um, I just... I think the only downside at all to this, the negativity, is the weight that people had to have waited for this, the, you know, the length of time. Yeah. But I think you know, all things considered, I mean, that's it. And you're clearly making strides to, to make up for that. You know, I don't think an apology is going to be enough for people. You know, I mean, you know, if I say right now, you know, I apologize to everybody for, you know, the, the, the weight that it's been, it was never supposed to be this way. It never was supposed to happen this way, but everything happens for a reason, right? And, and the mean, steps it, that you're it, taking it to correct this is so, uh, are pretty awesome. I mean, especially offering the board swap out for the people that were stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Right. I mean, you know, that's. Uh, I, I mean, this is what I've been telling everybody the whole time: is you're not you're not some guy that took everybody's money and bought a thousand copies of Punch Out and you know laughing your way to the bank here. Like this is right. You know, this is legit. You're trying to do this as your main business. You're trying to do it right so everybody gets the right thing the first time. So, uh, you know, I, I hope everybody's understanding and patient. But for those that aren't, you're offering a refund regardless of the PayPal date. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you're if, if you just want to be done with it and and, you know, w- would rather wait till something actually comes out and then pay me. Sure. OK, but uh, you will lose your order number in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. Um, if you already feel like your money's a loss, just wait. I'll prove you wrong. It's not going to be a loss. Cool. Well, not. thanks for coming back on and doing this. There's only one more yeah. thing, though, that I have Uh-oh. to bust your balls about. Uh-oh. Um, when we got off last time, you committed to, to giving a, a status update once a week. Once a week, yeah. And you uh, did I, that I, once, and then I, you reached this place where you understood that it needed to have a redesign. And I gotta say, I do, I do agree with you on that. If you tweeted, "Hey guys, I think maybe I should rethink this," everybody, including me, would be like, "What the fuck? No!" <laughs> like, 
yeah. No, so I understand your radio silence from then till now. I completely understand. Right, right. Emails, that... emails, everything with emails too. If anybody's wondering why I have not responded to you in an email, it's I wanted to get the drawings uh, from the company sure first, right? I, I, I wanted to get, uh, uh, you know, talk to the company, make sure this is right. going to be within a budget, make sure this is going to be able to happen. Uh, rather than you know telling everybody, oh yeah, I'm looking at doing this, and then it doesn't happen. No, no, we're talking about this right now because now I am ninety nine point nine percent certain this is going to happen. Gotcha. The only zero zero one percent chance that it won't is uh, uh, zombie zombie apocalypse. <laughs> right. That's it. That's the only reason this isn't going to happen. Gotcha. Okay. So, but that being said, from now on, um, will you give status updates now that everything's out in the open and people know your situation, where you're at? Yeah, as, so, as far as yeah, as far as status updates go, uh, there's really not much status updates to give at this point, other than uh, one, when the uh, board, uh, when when the uh, connector design has been finalized between me and the company, it's first milestone, finalize it. Two, uh, uh, purchase the connectors. Three, wait for them to come in. I Those would, are really the only three updates I would concerning send out this a tweet I could for provide. Each one of them, and I would tell everybody just check it out on Twitter. If you're uh, if you're like my cousin Scott and refuses to get Twitter, still, you know that's <laughs> on you. Even though it's free, and you put it right on your phone, but right. um, you know, just do it on Twitter. I would give everybody status updates for all of that stuff. Including, of course, when the website's live in order to make these changes. Oh, uh, for anybody that does follow Twitter, you may have seen a 3D render that I posted up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was in February, mid-February. It was a 3D render of uh, uh, the back panel and a plug. Oh, yeah? I missed that, that one, I think. That tweet was a a tease of things to come without saying anything about it. I do remember that. It gotcha, was a gotcha. tease. It was the BMF tweet. Gotcha. Okay. BMF tweet. So uh, uh, that was a tease of things to come. Anybody that was on stream uh, while I was doing that, y'all knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, everybody. And, and thanks to everybody who on that stream for not spilling the beans, because um, I appreciate this very much. And I'm sure somebody's going to say, "Well, yeah, Bob, you wanted the scoop, right?" Because of all the money I make off of this. But <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure that we released this right, and it wasn't a, you know, it didn't leak out as like, "Hey, you know, there's a design change and more delays." Like, I wanted to, if people are still pissed, cool, but at least they hear it from you the way you wanted to tell it. So right. whoever yeah. was on stream and didn't spill the beans on that one, thank you. It's very appreciated. Yeah, yeah, very us, much so. appreciated. And you know, and that just proves to show uh, that you know I talk about things on my stream that I don't. Uh, post about i don't tweet about you know there's a lot of things going on in my stream that only my viewers are able to uh take note of and be aware of ask anybody on my stream and they know what i've been up to they know where i'm going with things and while Uh, that's true not everybody has the time to hang out i mean if i didn't you know i have you on in the background a lot you know laughing and listening to listen to you guys mess around but it's not often that i do so 
Right. But, I mean, I think we covered all the ground that we needed, and I think everybody has all the updates. That, I mean, I think everybody has the whole story. So Yeah, so in a nutshell, what, what what's the story? In a nutshell, story is upgrade. You get a plug, a connector, a molded connector, professional manufactured, uh, uh, made in the USA. Um, you also get uh, uh, an option to upgrade. Right. You also get an option to upgrade. Uh, anybody that so one more time, anybody that already paid for an installation service, you get free upgrade. Anybody that paid for a do-it-yourself, you can optionally upgrade. I might not make it thirty, maybe I'll make it twenty. Uh, but I'll know that for certain. There, there is one last thing that I forgot to ask uh, before oh. I let you go. Then, what if no? What if somebody doesn't see this? Doesn't watch your Twitter feed, and yeah. and doesn't do anything. Will they uh, just so, get their do-it-yourself kit eventually, or their their call? Uh, now, what I'm hoping for is everybody will be able to come in and provide their intention of uh, upgrading, or uh, not upgrading, or just refund. You know, either one. Okay. Whatever your intention is, let me know. Uh, okay. And that's only going to be through this particular uh, 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 page. But you you have I'm a full about. database, so if if the people if the people like me actually, because this is the scenario that I talked about in the retro roundtable a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. you had a product I liked, I paid for it, I walked the fuck away. I don't want to be bothered until it's done. If it's a month, right. if it's a year, whatever. So what if what about all those people? And there are a lot of well, those people. So what about those, those people... that don't even contact you six months right. from now? Will you look down on the chart and then? Well, if they were on, um, I mean, it wouldn't be six months. Are you going to contact them if they don't contact you? Right. Now, those people that I do not get any contact from whatsoever using the 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 designated form, uh, anybody that I do not get contact from, uh, what I'm going to end up doing is contacting them, reach out, contact them. Makes it's sense very it, it's very important that I get confirmation from everybody as to what their intention is because I would hate to send somebody a uh, do it yourself install because they didn't know that they had the option to just plug something in. Right. So uh so in the next coming weeks uh I'll say maybe a month from now. If I haven't heard from people in about a month from now uh, then I'll try to start making active contact. I, I imagine, I imagine the, the the list a month from now will be very small for the people that have not gotten in touch with you. So I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yes. Uh, there's also some people that may not have their account uh, order showing on their account. Uh, I'll have another place for that. So okay. if anybody falls into this category, I'll have another place for that where you can just check a box or something, and then I'll come on the back end and. Uh, Uh, Make sure you have an account. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time to to, to explain this to everybody. And I I hope everybody's satisfied. And I'm sure there's going to be questions in the comments. So jump in as necessary. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, what's the question? Plug it in. You're done. (laughs) Uh, What's the question? There's always questions. Yeah, I know. Does it work on a Wii? (laughs) (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) Yep. All right, man. Thank you again. I appreciate it. All right, Bob. Take it easy. See you next time. All right. Thanks. Bye.